Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the IME Podcast. My name is Dominic Kilworth, athlete, personal trainer, business owner, and personal development enthusiast. I'm joined alongside with Jackson Tippett, who is also a personal trainer, influencer, and fitness model. Together, we are your host of this podcast, where with each episode, we'll bring you an inspiring message or person to help you live your best life. Thank you for spending some time with us today. Now, let's get into it. Another episode on the IME podcast. We have another guest on board today, and I'm super, super excited to talk about this as it's something I'm new to, and I haven't heard a lot about it. That is why I wanted to get my friend um, Michael on board. Michael is 45 years of age. Um, I've known him back and forth through the gym probably for various years now, and then we, we've talked a lot in deeper about our relationships and um, things we were suffering on, all of that type of stuff. So the reason I got Michael on today was he is a breath worker. Um, what he does is he helps people realize their potential, basically, and then overcome trauma, um, anything to do with relationships and all that type of stuff. So welcome aboard, Michael. Hey, Jax. Thank you, brother. How you been, man? How's everything been right now as of this, this day and time? Beautiful. Beautiful, man. I've had a beautiful day. Um, you know, got to do my uh, morning routine, which is really important to me. Got to train and prep for catching up with you, uh, which we've been trying yeah, to do man. for a while, man. And I'm glad we're finally here. <laughs> man, it's like that with all my guests on the podcast. It, um, it actually does take a fair bit of planning until they finally come on. But um, that's life, man. We've all got, you know, different stages and different time schedules. But it's just good that we finally align and you can tell your story. 100%. How are you? How are you, brother? Good. I'm really good, man. I'm just doing the same same type of stuff, bit of my coaching, a um, bit of my modeling, and then obviously mm. this podcast is fairly active at the moment, so I'm doing at least one episode a week. Wow. Uh, I really enjoy it, man. It's just the reason I enjoyed it is it's different. People hear the real you, mm. and I don't know, man, it's just really touching to get the feedback. It's it's a different version of social media, in my opinion. Love it. Love it, bro. Uh, and, you know, obviously to hear some of the stories of the guests that come on board, it's, uh, it's pretty motivating, man, and inspiring. So, yeah, it's good. Love it. Yeah. Um, I might just start off by, I just honestly just going to let you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, how you got about it. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, awesome. I mean, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, it's it's great to be on the show with you. And as you said, we've known each other for a couple of years now. And uh, yeah, we've been side by side in the gym and, and through some troubles as well. So it seems like we're both on the other side of that. So that's super grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mate, I'm um, 45 years old. I've got two beautiful children, uh, both t- stepping into their teenage years. And... Uh, and for breathwork, gift that I get to share with people, it's the opportunity to have people who trust me enough to be vulnerable and they come and see me and breathwork is really just this. It's conscious circular breathing and it's just breathing with intent in a particular way um, in a circular motion and it's not the way you would normally breathe as you walk down the street 
speech. It's the complete opposite of that. Um, and they call it breath work. There's a work part for a reason because it is a bit of work. And so when it's, people... Yeah, very interesting, man. So when you say it's different how you breathe when you walk down the... Do you mean... What, explain that. What do you mean? 100%. So there's multiple styles of breath that I am trained in and there's multiple styles that I might use in a session with someone. But the most common people may know or your audience may be familiar with is what they call, well, the most common I would say is Wim Hof. Sort of a lot of people know that now. Um, and that's a two-part breath where he breathes in through the mouth and out through the mouth. Sort of sounds like this. Uh, so then, it's very quick. It depends on, again, it really depends on the style that you're doing. But, um, and it's the individual as well. And it also depends on the outcome that you're after. So with Wim Hof, it's preparing your body to enter into a traumatic environment, which is the freezing water. So that is quite elevated. It's quite um, pronounced. It's quite sharp. Um, whereas then there's a, what they call a rebirthing breath, which is all through the nose and very gentle to the point where you think, I wonder if they're still breathing. It's that gentle. The one I tend to gravitate towards the most is called why do I breath work and why do I mean breath work? And that's a hybrid of both of those two that I just mentioned in a way. It is what we call a three-part breath where they breathe into the stomach, continue to breathe into the chest, and then they exhale through the mouth. So that would sound like this. It would be... And, and it's also you breathe into your diaphragm. Breath goes into the diaphragm. And the vast majority of people in this, you know, mainstream society, one through their nose, nasal breathers. And that keeps in, in their upper respiratory. So they sort of breathe into their chest cavity a little bit through the nose and then back out. But with this, we completely turn it on its head and we breathe into the bottom of the belly which is quite difficult if you're not used to doing it because um, your stomach expands into like a pregnant state. And then you've got to continue to inhale a new breath into the chest. So it's a double breath in. And so what happens, I, and I can go into the uh, physiology of it, if you like, as to what happens to the body. Um, I'm not too sure if that's of interest to you or not. Um, yeah, absolutely, man. I want to, the more, the more we know about it, the better. So, what happens then is uh, in this particular breath work, um, it's almost imperative that you're laying down because um, it's very difficult to stay upright. <laughs> if I've tried to do it and you almost pass out if you're sitting up. Um, so we ask them to lay down in a comfortable position, no pillow under their head because we don't want them to associate laying down and sleep. We don't want them to sleep. We actually want them to work. And they go through this breath work and, it's literally all breaths are done through the mouth. So it's, and they continue to do that. And what happens at that point is we're flooding the body with oxygen. We're pulling in a really big inhale and we're letting go on the exhale. We let go of all expectations. We let go of all pressure, but also the exhale is a little bit more gentle. So the ratio of oxygen in 
the carbon dioxide out, it's slightly skewed compared to normal. And what that does, because we're all breathing through the mouth and then into the diaphragm and then back out through the mouth, it's not going up through the nasal passage at all. It's not feeding the brain as much as it normally would. And for someone who doesn't do breath work, that would be quite different, a different experience for them. And what we find after about five minutes or so is the brain naturally occurring produces DMT. The reason for DMT being produced in the brain is to protect the nerve endings of the brain in a, in a state of no oxygen or limited oxygen. So you may have heard of near-death experiences um, where people have crossed across that line and they come back with white light stories and they have visions of seeing people and it's quite a euphoric experience. That is all based on the DMT that is producing, being flooded into their brain. And so when the DMT is produced, they have these, it allows us to access the unconscious mind. So the logical side of our brain says, this is what I do for emails. This is how, what I remember. I've got to call Jax at 2.30. I've got to make these four emails and call those four people and pay those invoices. That's my logical brain. The right side of my brain is the emotional quotient. It's where we tap all of our energy and our emotions and it's the pathway to the heart. And so once we've flooded the body with enough oxygen, we can access that right side of the brain. You might have heard, you know, in different studies and whatnot, that we don't use our brain to its fullest capacity. Yeah. We probably use about 5 to 10% of it and that's because we sit in our logical side. And when we enter in what we call an altered state, which is really what it is, uh, you, you're, you're in an altered state of mind and we access the unconscious mind, we have the ability to access trauma, past events, energy that is stored in our body. Not in a scary kind of way where it's, you know, nightmares and fears and things like that. It's more of an acknowledgement of the event and understanding of the event and if it doesn't serve you, it allows you to release it. So every journey is different. Every person is different. What they may experience is things like tears, sobbing, full-blown crying. Some people scream. I've had people been in hysterical laughter, fits of laughter, joy, uh, sad tears, happy tears, physical. I remember one time I did a session, I thought I was – it felt like I was doing, I don't know what I was doing because I wasn't actually conscious of it, but it felt like I was doing some kind of war dance um, <laughs> that was really powerful. Like I, I was, and the more that I did it, the more powerful it became. Um, it was, it was so enriching and so enlivening. I was in a pool of sweat by the end. So yeah, there's some of the experiences that people can have and we breathe as a facilitator. My role is to keep them safe, to make sure that that carbon dioxide and oxygen levels don't get out of balance too far, um, make sure that they're safe, provide a safe environment where they can fully let go. And then over the top of that, I play Indigenous instruments, didgeridoo, Native American flutes, crystal singing bowls, um, a lot of wind instruments to create that altering of the mind experience even further and allow them to go into deep uh, altered mind. 
Yeah, very interesting, brother. Very, mm. very um, to say the least. Um, how long does a typical session last for? Uh, it depends on the, the breathwork you use and it depends on the person. If they're resistant and they're unwilling to let go or they're, un, uh, they're not willing to fully surrender, what I call surrendering to the breath, uh, it'll be a more challenging journey for them and they'll have to go longer. So some of those sessions could go for an hour. But I've had releases personally in three minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, like to tears, beautiful tears. Uh, I remember one of the last ones I did. I was between um, afternoon tea and dinner. My partner was cooking dinner and I just laid on the floor and breathed for one one song, 15 minutes. And uh, beautiful tears came up. I was just really proud of myself for where I'd got myself to, the, the things that were in my life of gratitude and I allowed myself to cry beautiful tears of I was proud I was just proud of how far I'd come yeah man took me 15 minutes and then laid there in a blissful state for the next five and then dinner was ready (laughs) (laughs) good what okay you know there's things like obviously psychiatrists um, counselors all of that type of stuff that try to help in similar ways to what you're doing Mm -hmm. but in a different method why do you believe your method is superior as to these other type of methods? I've got to be really careful with that one because um, just for the transparency of it, if any of your listeners are under treatment at the moment, I encourage them to persist and carry on with it um, because there is definitely a role for all of these modalities. Um, with the breath work, I would say in, it complements everything else. Um, the results I've found, and I, what I'll probably, my experiences and two or three clients who've been in therapy themselves, um, what I found from that was one of my clients said to me, Mike, you know, I've been diagnosed with bipolar. I've had all of these things. I've always been in treatment. And one of those sessions, and he went through a whole explanation of what happened in his session, felt like it was better than 20 years worth of therapy rolled into one hour Um, for me. um, And so I I tread that line very carefully because I don't want to pull any of your listeners out of their current treatment. I think they should persist with that. I think what we do in breathwork complements that. Um, But the studies have shown that a lot of the practitioners are now starting to look at um, PTSD and using breathwork to recover those patients so it's really starting to get recognised in the medical field now as an alternative therapy. Um, it's even recognised under the NDIS as an alternative therapy. Okay. Very interesting. Mm. Do you – so you obviously run workshops. Is that is that what you do too? Correct, yeah. So the best way that I can service the community and bring this tool to them because it's not spoken about um, – it's been around from my studies. I've found that it's as far back as 11,000 years ago that there was evidence of breathwork being completed in ancient times. But I've also seen some data that it might be back to 140,000 years ago as well. Um, it's been around a long time. It was very much heavily used, but it's sort of been like a lost art. And Wim Hof has done a wonderful job of bringing it to the commercial aspect of it and commercialized it or made it a little bit cool 
Yeah. There's another level to Wim Hof is amazing. And I do use it every morning before my cold shower or my ice bath. Um, it's brilliant for that. It's great for athletes. It's amazing for recovery. Um, but the breath work that I do is more um, daily maintenance into deeper trauma recovery. Okay. And it's very powerful. And that, that type of breath work that I do needs to be facilitated. It's not – so I, I'm obviously trained in it and a facilitator and I can walk a hundred people at a time through a breath work session. However, I can't go to the same level on my own. I need someone there to just watch over me and, and encourage me to go a little bit deeper. And so um, that's why these sessions from a safety perspective should be facilitated. Um, yeah. So does a normal session with a one-on-one client, is that completely different to a workshop or it's the same thing, but you're just doing it to a larger crowd? bit of both. So um, there's an interesting dynamic to both. When we go work with 30 to 100 people in one room, there is this group consciousness. And if one person starts to have a, what we call a somatic release, you know, whether it be tears or laughter or what, whatever their release is, um, it gives other people the permission. They go, oh, wow, they're crying. That must be a big release. And it almost gives them the permission to feel everything as well. And then what we find is three or five people around that person having the somatic release all start to have a release at the same time. And then a different corner of the room will have another release. And then the four or five around that person will have a somatic release, um, which is beautiful. And then, so that's the benefits of doing it in groups. Um, People aren't so self-conscious because one-on-one, they, they get a little bit, um, God, I'm the only person here and he's going to see everything and I don't want to cry. Um, so they resist a little bit. However, if they do open themselves up in the one-on-one session, my belief is that the one-on-one sessions are, are deeper, they're more profound. The recovery, the anecdotal evidence has been quite significant. So the groups, that they both play a role. Um, I've, what I tend to see is people come to the group session, have a big release, and then understand that there may be some more stuff that they need to still clear out and maybe come and book in for a one-on-one. Yeah, interesting. So the best way to go about this is how do people contact you about this? Instagram is the best way to go. It's where I spend most of my time and put most of my content on. Yeah. With the... You can answer this or you don't, but with the rates, is is it a set rate? Does it differ? Um, how do you work out how much it costs? Yeah, interesting. Um, it's There is a set rate. Um, because I'm focusing on the groups, um, it's more cost effective for the participants. So a group session is $100 per person, okay. and that's for a three- or four-hour workshop, and that will be a, a fire ceremony, a cacao, drink, a plant medicine that we have prior. And we do the sound, sorry, we then do the breath work followed by a sound healing. So it's a pretty big, you know, three, four hour workshop, um, but it's more cost effective that way for the participants. And then as a one-on-one, mate, sometimes I've, I, I always try and give back to the community. 
And I look for opportunities to just service people who really need it. So there is a fee. There obviously is an investment or an exchange. Um, but there's times that I just feel this calling to give this gift to someone who needs it. Um, and I, I offer my time and my services for free. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not a, that's not the best business practice, but I, yeah. I look at it and see if I've, you know, met my needs, serviced my, you know, economic needs, it's time for me to give back. And that's called what I consider fair exchange. You know, I look to donate a few tickets to my events. Uh, I think the last event we gave away four or five tickets. Um, and that was to just people who needed a breakthrough and maybe they couldn't afford it or, um, but for the most part, you know, I try and make it fair exchange. You know, I give to the community and I also compensate myself through my services. Yeah. Um, so with, obviously this is a lot to do with mindset. Is that, believe it or not, you, you agree? The beautiful part with breathwork uh, is it actually bypasses the logical mind. So when we go to therapy, the therapist will ask us questions. They'll help you deep dive. What breathwork does is it bypasses that and it accesses the trauma where it's actually stored in the body and allows you to release it. So the logical brain often gets in the way. I remember I used to go to therapy and I used to play with the psychologist. You know, I just, it was not to my benefit, surely, but it was just, I didn't believe in it. I didn't want to go with it. So I would play games a little bit and see, you know, get a couple of ideas and then pull back and retreat. And that's why the sessions went on. This is my experience, went on for such a long time. However, with the breath work, uh, I'm in a lucid state. So physiologically, what happens in breath work is I'm in an altered state. So I'm, Full disclosure, when I was younger, I had a lot of drugs, uh, recreational drugs. Um, I don't regret that. They gave me some great experiences. But I understand what drugs can do to the body and those altered states that you can enter in that. Through breath work, I've had altered states just from breathing a particular way for 15 minutes. But it's a lot cleaner energy. It's not a dark space or a chemical or a, a synthetic drug that I've taken. It's just my simple breath. And that altered state allows me to access the trauma and release it. Yeah, it's very, very, very interesting, man. I'm, I'm very intrigued and I want to, you know, obviously do one of these sessions now with you. Um, because I'd love to have you. Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, what is the, obviously you've had many great successes from this and mm. very heart-touching stories. Is there one that really stood out that was just like overwhelming that, you changed someone or someone came to you with some hectic problem and you, you worked at it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'll, um, with, uh, so we have this thing, um, we called holding space. We hold space for people. We create a safe container for them to come and experience the breath work and release whatever that no longer serves them. And I've had some really beautiful stories. Some of those on video, Uh, who've allowed me to share. But I think the best story I do have is my, and which I can safely share without sort of um, sharing someone else's story because when they come to me, it is a safe container. And I say, what happens in this room and what you release is entirely between you and the four walls. Um, So I I honour that safe container, but I can share my story. 
and mate, you know where I was at. 2019, very difficult year. 2020, um, my whole world collapsed, and I was on the brink of suicide. Um, I was. I looked at three three different times I was going to take my life, and 2020, and everything in my life collapsed. Everything, every area, finances, marriage, the lot, everything. And I saw no hope. I didn't see a way out. And I actually believed at that point that everyone around me was better off without me. Um, and was that um, I went to a workshop uh, with my brothers from a men who you know, and did the workshop, the lead. I honestly said, the workshop's three weeks away. If I make it, I'm going to hang on for this workshop. And if that doesn't work, um, I've got my other option, which we just discussed. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd made peace with it at that point. I'm like, okay, I've tried everything. It's not working. I wasn't very good on my meds taking the um, antidepressants. I took a low dose and didn't like it taking it, which wasn't ideal either. Anyway, I went to this workshop. We did uh, five hours of the workshop and it finished with breathwork. Now, I didn't know what breathwork was. I didn't understand. I didn't even know it was about to happen. And I just gave it my all. I breathed as if my life depended on it. Um, for the first time, I'd admitted at that workshop that I was going to take my life. And then three, four, three, four hours later, I was laying down doing this breathwork out in nature next to a creek under some trees. It was amazing. And the breathwork finished at 5, 5.30. I sat in my car at 6 o'clock driving home to my kids and I knew I'd changed. I, I was a different person. Just in one session? In a 40-minute breathwork. Yeah, that's incredible. And do your clients get the same? Um, you're too hard to say that. 100%. Um, and everyone's going to be different, what they bring to it. So I think the key determining just said was I breathed as if, as if my life depended on it. So you firmly believe if someone does a session with you, they could nine out of 10 solve their problems in a session. I'm not going to go as far as that because that is really up to the individual. And I breathed like um, so hard and really was like my life depended on it. I didn't know what breath work was. I just breathed as hard as I could. I did what I was told to the best of my ability and I fully surrendered. And I saw in that breathwork, I saw beautiful colours. I saw um, I saw an eagle flying. Like I've got my eyes closed. This is all in my mind. I saw an eagle. I saw bright lights. But I also had massive, before that, I had massive tears, sobbing. Like I couldn't breathe properly for about five minutes because I was sobbing like a baby. Uh, beautiful sobbing. Like it was the best cry I've had about why my relationship failed. I got an understanding of I had a sense of love for my ex-partner because it all made sense and that was my intention. When I laid down, they said create an intention and my intention was to understand why it all fell apart. And once I understood that, it all came like a, a clear message. It was like I was reading a book and I cried. Man, and at the end of it, I cried for about 15 minutes on my side in the fetal position, just crying it out and uh, beautiful though, like a real celebration of tears of gratitude, not this 
um, I'm going to kill myself. It was like, oh, my God, I dodged that bullet. Here I am. I'm still alive and I'm a changed man. Yeah, it must be. It must be incredible, uh, incredibly rewarding job what you actually do to see these emotions and see people come out of bad situations. I cry every day at my job, man. <laughs> I cry. If I cry for them. I cry with them. I feel everything they feel. And I shake my head that I get to do this for people. Uh, yeah. in this, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's truly like it's truly, yeah, it's just heart touching. It, it, um, it just must be incredible. I can just imagine. Um, what do you feel is the number one tip for anyone suffering mental health relationship problems or anything along those lines? If you could give a tip. First thing, safety first. So get to a doctor and uh, do what is required at, a, at an immediate level. I, I'm a real advocate of that. Um, mental health is a real thing. Um, so I really encourage people, get along to the doctor, address it quickly, drop the ego, drop the fear, drop the social stigma that I might have to take a medication um, because that saves lives. It's the, it's the Band-Aid you need right here, right now, just to see that tomorrow is a new day and I might be able to just put one foot in front of the other. From And then for the one tip, you know, once that safety has been addressed, because if that's not addressed, then they may not be around to solve the real problem. But the beautiful part with breath work is when you surrender to the breath, it addresses the core. So it's not, it wasn't about my ex-wife. It was about what happened to me as a kid. And that all came up. So it addressed the root cause of the problem not the presenting issue of today and all of it solidified and all I resolved issues with my dad, issues with my sister, um, past relationships, everything. It was like Tetris and all the pieces just folding together. Yeah, man, it's just crazy. So after you, after they overcome that, like after they find out what it is and that, what do you take the next step? Like after you go see someone or what's like your next step? Do you recommend they reach out to you or is there another step in place? Like how do people go at this just so the listeners that are suffering something along these lines, how would they implement these steps? Is it to go contact someone like you or is there another step in place? Uh, mate, they can come direct to me. So if, especially for one of your listeners and they've heard this and it resonates and they, they think, wow, that sounds like me, um, they can either come directly through to you and ask for my contact details or through my Instagram page and come and message me and um, just make reference so I know where they've come from. And, you know, I'd be more than happy to help someone out. But I would still encourage them to make sure that they've put those medical steps in place as a as a, a you know a, a high priority and then bolt in something like breathwork as a a myriad of things meditation was huge for me brother meditation was also something that i tackled i couldn't meditate for two minutes honestly no word of a lie i'd put the clock on and i'd get start looking at it at 30 30 seconds um so meditation really settled my mind calmed me down slowed me down um, so it, there was a whole lot of things that I work with people and get them to do and build into their day. Successful habits like going for a walk even, grounding yourself with nature, meditating, breath work, 
Um, so there's a bit of a formula to it um, to get someone out of that acute situation where they're in trouble. Um, you work closely and you work diligently and quickly with them. But there is, um, mate, there was someone this week came through with similar predicament to myself and is a changed person just after that one session. Yeah, that's incredible, man. And again, I have to be careful. I, I can just say that, that that is that one person, but um, it, it's possible. It really is possible. Yeah. I want to ask you as yourself, mm. how do you start your day? What, mm, beautiful. What, what do you do? Yeah. First thing I do is I choose myself. I used to choose everyone else first before me. Instagram, replying to emails. I choose myself. It's the first thing I do. I've got a really set routine that makes me really happy. I do all what I call my non-negotiables. I wake up. Um, I have I have mushrooms in the morning. I don't know if um, any of your listeners are. I use Lifecycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and uh, do you know Matt Matt Fox? I think his name is. Not sure of Matt Fox. Um, Over cancer, he's a family man in Noosa. Okay. Yeah, I, I had him on, man, and he literally talked about them for about 20 minutes. Beautiful. Yeah. But, yeah, we my listeners know about them now. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I've really seen the difference. My only recommendation there is play what works with you. The, rec- the It's very difficult to have uh, the recommendation come out as what you can take because they legally can't. So I've just started to manipulate with different doses. Um, so cordyceps for me at the moment, I'm up at four droplets where they recommend sort of two. I found four, it cut my coffee out. I don't need coffee anymore. Yeah, that's crazy. In a, in a week. Um, but my, my routine simply goes, I have my mushrooms. Um, I then do a very quick one-minute breathwork Wim Hof style, jump in a freezing cold shower or an ice bath and spend three minutes doing Wim Hof in that cold environment. Um, which is really invigorating, gets my body alive. And then I get dressed, go outside, and I meditate in the sun and uh, with breath work. So that for me will be generally 15 to 30 minutes worth of breath work. And I do different styles. Every day is a different breath work. Might be breath of fire, might be DMT alkalining. Another day might be Wim Hof. Another day might be holotropic, which is my favorite, um, which includes breath holds. So holotropic breath work is two breaths in, one breath out for about seven minutes, and then you hold. And I like to hold for as long as I can. Um, it's, it's quite an amazing feeling uh, without oxygen. And then uh, I go for a walk, a 20-minute to 40-minute walk, and my day is complete at that point because I've serviced myself really well. Are you a big believer in affirmations or anything or telling yourself um, over and over again that you're worth it or stuff like that? I, I used to be yeah, because I didn't believe that I was worth it. But now you know you are, so. I don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. And I look at it like this. Affirmations are great until you actually embody it. And I look at it like this. If the, if the room temperature is 40 degrees and I'm looking at the air conditioning going, I'm looking at the air conditioning going, it's going to get cooler. It's going to get cooler. It's, it's a cool room. It's a very cool room. It's icy cool. It ain't going to change the temperature. I've actually got to walk over there and turn it on. Yeah. Same thing with the body. If I tell myself, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy, that is a – everyone is worthy. But what 
they're not embodying it yet. And when they embody it, they can come from a space of knowing that they are it, not hoping one day they will be it. Yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So basically what I've got out of this breastwork is it doesn't take a ton of time. Is that correct? My, if I'm short on time, I'll do five minutes. That, so it's the, if you want to do a full trauma release uh, therapy kind of thing, um, I'd give that the two hours that it requires. And so my breathwork pattern looks like this. I do daily breathwork of about 15 to 30 minutes. Once a weekend, I'll do an hour breathing and meditation. So it's half an hour breathing, half an hour meditation. And then once a month, I will have one of my, you know, someone I know who's a facilitator, one of my mates who holds that space, come over and I lay down for them where I'm the, I'm the, the participant. And so I do that deep dive once a month just to clear out anything. Um, it's not always about trauma. I, I found the more you clear out, the less there is. And eventually you move into a space of I get wisdom, I get insights, I get understandings um, that we call them like downloads. And they're just this beautiful journey where you wake up and go, oh, man, that all makes sense. Whether it, Yeah. It's a bit like ayahuasca, with, but without the drugs. Yeah, okay. And you recommend doing this every day after clients come to you for a session? So I did one right before our call. Okay. I did, I did. Oh, I think it took about three minutes just because what it does is it settles me down, it grounds me, it centers me, it clears all the noise out of my mind of everything that went on before that. I was just right here waiting for you, ready. Yeah. And so every meeting I hold, I actually start it with three breaths. And it brings everyone to the same breath. We share a breath. We share the same heart rate. It lowers the noise and it calms everyone down. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, you've conned me in, man. I'm definitely going to come do <laughs> it. No, I mean it. I definitely yeah. I want to experience it. Um, and, you know, I know you as a person. I know you don't talk crap, which, you know, a lot of people hear these things. Um, this is just a general observation. Mm. And they go, oh, you know. I know you, man. I know you, brother. You don't talk crap. Yeah. Um, and I know what you're doing is it's helping people. I know that for a fact. So, 100%. yeah, I would love to experience it. I would love all you listeners to experience it. Um, for everyone listening, uh, do you want to tell, Michael, do you want to tell yourself where obviously you're located, how mm -hmm. they can contact you, and any other information they need to know? I am located on the Gold Coast, Um I've done breathworks via Zoom, whether it be Adelaide, Melbourne, Canberra, Sydney. I've done them via Zoom and they've been incredibly powerful. My preference is maybe this is my ego that needs to get checked, but I'd actually like to be in front of them and, and feel everything. Um, that, that's me. That's me. But they have a great session anyway. So whether it's on Zoom or whether it's live, um, that's cool. But then I also have the events. So the events are on the Gold Coast at least once a month, four to six weeks I do them on the, on the Gold Coast. And then I'm going down to Lennox, um, Coffs Harbour and Port Macquarie. And I'll just cycle through those. And if they want to find me online, mate, best places, as I said, Instagram, I am Michael Cooper or my website, I am Michael Cooper.com. Amazing, brother. See, 
didn't even know you did Skype. So that's very interesting. You do them. Sorry, Skypes, Zooms. Zoom. Well, either um, or. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's actually, so virtually you can do it worldwide if you want to. A- again, there's a safety issue for me. So when I set that up, um, I make sure because I'm not in the room, I make sure that someone knows they're doing it. They are relatively nearby, like a loved one. Um, and just, yeah, I just set up some safety parameters because I'm physically not in, in their presence. But, yeah, definitely it's worked like a treat. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, online. Yeah, man, crazy. Um, man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. Um, before we go, I just want to let you say one last thing. If, if you could leave one last message to the listeners, anyone out there suffering, whatever it may be, what, what piece of advice would you give? Love that question. Um, <laughs> it's an on-the-spot one, but yeah, it's, it's a good one. My yeah. first thing, first thing that comes up for me, brother, is the one thing that I learned out of all of this that changed my life was love. Love for myself. I didn't love myself before. So, no matter how dark your days are, no matter what's going on in your relationships, if you can find the love for yourself, and then lead with love in every area of your life. It'll all work out just right. Beautiful words. Honestly, really beautiful, man. Um, And it's very true. You know, you do have to love yourself. Um, You can't love somebody else before you love yourself, in my opinion. You bet. 100%. Uh, It's something I'm, believe it or not, I'm still to this day, I know you might laugh, people laugh, whatever, but I'm still fully haven't loved myself um, to this day. And... Yeah, I'm a lot better than I used to be, but it's exactly what you said. Um, a lot of people actually never get that in their whole life. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. Very heart-touching and um, very true words too because, yeah, it's just it, – it, it is what it is. Like literally how you said it, you have to love yourself. And the sad thing is we're taught the opposite. You know, we're taught that that is narcissistic or we're taught that that's ego-based or you're fully yourself. Um, yeah. you know, that tall, tall poppy syndrome. But the, the reality is, and you articulated it a second ago, was we can only love someone else to the capacity that we love ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So we need yeah. to start. It always, always comes back to self. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a real eye opener. And, um, yeah, man, something completely like I've never even heard about it, to be honest, let alone talked about it. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's it's been absolutely amazing having you on, man. Like I've really just it's been a bit of an eye opener. Even though I haven't done a session or done any breath work, just having the convo, I don't know. Honestly, just I feel a bit different. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I love you, um, brother. I love you, man. No, That's I do. Beautiful. I no, feel no. Like a bit of a yeah. spark, and I just feel like I've kind of taken a few little pointers away from what you've said. Mm. Um. And yeah, I just hope everyone else has too. And obviously anyone that's, you know, listening properly and is going through any issues, um, yeah, just reach out to Michael. Like as you, you don't know until you try. So um, reach out to Michael and you never know. It could change your life like it changed Michael's. And, and it doesn't have to be trauma as well. It, it yeah. can You can be going great um, and just reach that extra 10 or 20% that you're looking for. Yeah, so absolutely. it covers covers everyone. It really does. Yeah. And I, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. I've got the utmost respect for you. 
uh, as a brother, I love you a lot. We don't see as much of, of move gyms and I don't see as much now, but uh, I always follow you, man. I always love you. And, and it's been beautiful to connect with you. So sending you all my love, brother. Yeah, no, I appreciate those words, man, and vice versa. Because um, the last time I did see you, um, <laughs> yes, you were, yeah, you were I was in a bad way. Bad spot. I was in a bad way. And that's just, you know, like I know a lot of people say this, but to, to hear you go from that to this, and mm. it hasn't been a long time, like if you're not, it's not as if it's been 10 years. That's 12, 12 months I know. since we caught up, when we would have caught up last. But I remember sitting, standing next to mm. you when you were on the leg extension that day, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, I know the yeah. day. I know the day. <laughs> yeah, man, you, you. That was it. Like you were, you were on the last brink, and yeah, I know I a lot of people that are in that exact same position that are listening right now, yeah. and there's more to life than that. You're worth it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I just. It's, it's really good what you're doing, how you want to help people because it's something that is going on far too often right now in terms of the, the suicides and all of that type of stuff. Um, I see it very, very frequently now. And I think, as you said, there's a solution to it and it shouldn't be happening. Meant to, for your audience, if anyone wants to, um, just anyone in your audience, I'm happy if you want to put together a discount code or something, um, I'm happy to give them 50% off if they mention you or this podcast. Yeah, man, that's incredible. When I've got it all done up, um, obviously we'll chat about the code, but, oh, man, I really appreciate that. And um, I firmly believe some people are going to reach out to you and um, hopefully even if it changes one person's life, that's pretty much the goal of this podcast. You bet, brother. Yes, yeah. one person. Yeah, one, just one individual. So once again, thanks everyone for listening. Um, it's, yeah, that's been a very different episode. I hope you got some insight out of it. And um, yeah, that's episode 84 um, with Michael and we will check in for the next one next week. Thanks guys.